Hello and welcome to episode 38, Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Saxton. Today talking, how do you find a buyer's agent and what is a good one? It's going to be a great episode. As usual, I'm joined by the amazing Bob Anderson. So let's jump into episode 38, promises to be very enlightening. Hello and welcome again to episode 38, how to find a buyer's agent and what is a good one. But before we get started, giving away a copy of our Property Millionaires, uh, Secrets of Property Millionaires Exposed. Today, this is going to Carla Ford because she's in our community and she just had a baby. Oh, that's a good reason. Yeah, beautiful name. I can't remember it now. I'm just like, oh, it was such a beautiful name. So congratulations, Carla. Uh, book coming your way because you're going to have plenty of time to be reading now that you're a new <laughs> mum. I don't Absolutely. think so. Oh, I don't think so. Uh, but yes, well done. And um, can't wait to hear a little bit more about the baby. Mm-hmm. So, Bob, yeah. thanks for coming uh, down the hallway again. It's okay. I got here safe and sound. <laughs> you did. Thank you. Well, we had a big weekend last weekend. We had our workshop in oh, Melbourne. Wasn't that tremendous? An amazing oh, workshop. Great workshop in beautiful Melbourne. It was a great workshop. It mm. was su- such a high amount of energy. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Because, you know, we had to put it off several times. Yeah. And and I think everybody was just building and building up anticipation, I think, including ourselves. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it was. It, it just went off. Ah, oh, went off. Such an amazing group of people. We just had such, I don't know, such a good time. Mm. Mm. We, the whole, I think excluding two people, every, because they had prior commitments and families, etc. We all went out for dinner. It was just so much fun. There's like over 50 of us. Mm. Absolutely amazing night. At the restaurant there was, oh, yeah. yeah. So it was much great. fun. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah, all those Victorians and the people that flew there from... Um, a couple of flew from Sydney, yeah. And from and from up here, from yep. Queensland, had a few people. Yep. And from South Australia too. Yeah, a few And there. from the Northern Territory, Bob. Wow, well, yeah. We Most, mostly Melburnians, but... Uh, yeah, mostly the Melburnians. A few fly-ins. Yeah, it was fabulous. Mm. Anyway, Bob, I suppose before we get into... Well, should we start with what is a buyer's agent? Yeah, good question. You know, it's almost almost the opposite of a real estate agent in a way. If you think that a real estate agent represents the seller of a property mm. and they get paid a commission when they produce a buyer, a buyer's agent, or not always called a buyer's agent. Buyer's advocate in Victoria? Yeah, Vic- or yeah Victoria and Tasmania, for sure, at least, are called a buyer's advocate. We'll mm. call them a buyer's agent anyway for the sake of this web, uh, this almost said webinar, <laughs> make podcast. it a podcast. Um, Whereas a buyer's agent represents the buyer, not mm. the seller, like a real estate agent. And their job, of course, well, find something. Find, find a deal for the buyer. Find a property for the buyer. I did a great interview with um, a, a buyer's agent friend and inside our property accelerator. And that was really enlightening from a buyer's agent like, mm, perspective. Mm, I learned so much just from what, how she places herself and what she does. It was yeah. really interesting, actually. Yeah. That was um, that was old Joe. She's that, in this book. No, she's in the secret book as well. And the yeah, Secrets of Property there Millionaires Exposed. She's a good friend of ours as well. Yeah, so uh, buyer's agent. Uh, I, I guess the, the question is, I mean, why would you want one? Well, I, think people, I've, I mean, the reason I point our clients or the people I work with to get a buyer's agent is I think it speeds up the process for a lot of people. Mm. Particularly people that are, that are time poor. Mm. You know, 
everything we do is around property development. So what we need to do is to find a site, not just find a site, but a site that stacks up financially. Mm, mm, mm. And, you know, a, a lot of people uh, have limited time. Mm. You know, there might be a couple with young kids or even teenagers, probably even more, on the weekends. You know, they've got so many activities to do. They're working all week and the weekends are just taken up with, you know, kids' activities and so forth. So, you know, if... If that's a problem, if somebody's time poor, then well, why, it's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it is a problem. If it's a problem, it's actually a problem. Yeah, so that'll overcome that side of it. Um, but also, like you often heard me say, uh, leverage the expert's time and expertise. Yep. Uh, doesn't matter who that expert is, uh, and in this case, it's a buyer's agent. So mm. you leverage their time because they're the ones who go out and look, and their expertise uh, because they should be. Uh, experts on on finding the type of property that you want, and often they'll find things for people that, uh, well, that's what you hope is that they're finding off market properties, mm. Ma- properties that aren't currently listed but they are available, and they've got you know the opportunity to come up with those for people. Yeah, well, for me that's the that's the strength of a buyer's agent. Mm. Uh, like I, I wouldn't want a buyer's agent to contact me and, and, and say, "Look, here's a property. It's been listed on realestate.com for two weeks." You know, that's that's not what I'm paying somebody that's for. That's like the I, last thing. Well, I, I probably saw it two weeks ago myself, but um, yeah, no, it's the last thing. But so, as you just said, off-market uh, opportunities. To me, that's where a buyer's agent really earns their keep. Yeah. By finding properties that aren't officially on the market, or before they go to the market, uh, and yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm happy to pay for that. I remember when I spoke with Joe, I said to her, because for me, I was like, why would people even, you know, have a buyer's agent? Why wouldn't you just sell your property through a real estate agent? And the reasons were very interesting. They were reasons like they don't want people going through their homes because they're very busy. They just mm, don't want people mm. going through their property. Um, that, yeah. that there's no time to prepare for open homes. They're quite private. There were so many they're reasons. Sort of off market and that they're, they're not out there flying the flag. No, you know, yeah, the exactly. Come and buy me, that can happen. And of course, uh, a buyer's agent should have good contacts, particularly, mm. I mean, in our area where we're looking for a development site, they should have contacts in the professional area, like mm. architects, town planners, mm. uh, civil engineers, all those sorts of people uh, who could be uh, working on, if you like, uh, property development sites. That, often that's how you can get a site with a development permit mm. uh, through through a buyer's agent who has contacts with town planners and architects, uh, particularly if if the client of the architect or the town planner intends selling it when they get their approval. You can get in early. Mm. And that's what I love about it. Don't wait until it's got a development permit and then goes on the open market. You can get in early through a buyer's agent if they've got those sorts of contacts and you can negotiate mm. off-market. And I've often done that when I've used buyer's agents because you're not under that pressure. You know, once it hits the open market, it could be an auction, uh, even if it's just a general listing, you know, in a hot market could go quickly. Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah. Off-market deals are great and that's one of the things that a a good buyer's agent should have access to. Yeah. So what do they actually do to get – where do they go to get theirs? Like what does a buyer's agent actually do to get there? Is it just through their networks or they go to the same clients? Yeah, well, often networks. I mean, we could do the same things buyer's agents do, but we might not want to. We might not feel we've got the expertise and we we might not have the time. Mm. So a good buyer's agent 
as I just said before, they would have contacts in in real estate. So mm. they, they would have contacts within the professional ranks, like I just mentioned, architects, town planners, civil engineers, all, all those sorts of ones, for getting you know sites uh, that are in for approval. But also they they have a good network of real estate agent contacts. Mm. Remember, uh, the person selling the home pays the commission to the agent. The person buying the home pays it to the buyer's agent. So the real estate agent doesn't have to share the commission. Uh, the, if you like, the commission from the buyer is, is the buyer's agent gets their commission from the buyer. So, mm. so there's no sort of conflict there between a buyer's agent and an agent as mm. such. Uh, they both get their full, full pay. Just from different parties. From different parties, mm. and you know, a, a good buyer's agent will will have some very good contacts in that area. Let's say it's a buyer's agent who finds development sites, because that's the sort of buyer's agent we want. Mm. We don't necessarily want a buyer's agent that finds investment properties for people, or that might because find mostly because they won't stack up. Well, they won't know. Yeah. They won't know what to look yeah. for. You know, there are buyers agents that specialise just purely in investments, mm. uh, and so as a result, no, we want a buyers agent that does development sites. Mm. That's what we want. And these agents, this network of agents that they have, what happens sometimes is uh, somebody might have a property for sale. It, it it gets taken off the market for whatever reason. Buyer might change their mind. Uh, they might have, might have been asking too high a price, and they've taken it off the market, but. Um, it doesn't mean that they wouldn't sell, and often agents know that. Mm. But also an agent uh, who's talking to a potential seller early before it's officially listed. Mm. So they're talking to someone who's going to sell their property. It's going to be a development site, uh, let's say a raw one with no approvals, and the agent knows it's coming up for sale. And so they could quickly ring their friend, the buyer's agent, and say, hey, look, I've got a site that I'm going to list uh, probably at the end of the week. Uh, it's, it's owned, you know, for townhouses or whatever it is. Do you have any buyers who could be interested? Agents go straight to a buyer's agent because the buyer's agent, remember, has the buyers mm. and, and everyone gets their full commission, so they don't mm. have to share it. Oh, if the agent course. went to another agent friend and said, have you got any buyers, they'd end up having to split the commission, but, yeah. but not in this case. And that, that, that can be really good because you can get in early. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, a whole range of uh, methods. Some buyer's agents track... Uh, you know, track data off, um, uh, you know, applications in council as well and all those sorts of things. There's lots of, lots of ways they track down deals. What's their training, Bob? Like, what does a, a buyer's agent have to do? I didn't remember if we had somebody in the family looking at doing that. Yeah. Did she, did she carry well, on with that? Yeah, yeah. So you need, you need to be licensed. Mm-hmm. So each state has a licensing regime, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a state-by-state state thing, in the same way that real estate agents need to be licensed, either as you know, a full licence to the, the owner of the real estate agency or a salesman's licence, uh, so too does a buyer's agent and, and they need to be licensed appropriately for their state. It wasn't always that way, but, but these days it is. And that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, we don't want cowboys out there. <laughs> well, no there's cowboys. always cowboys of some sort, even, yeah, yeah. probably even in the world of buyer's agents. But, yep. um, yeah, so... Uh, and yeah, that's what you've got to do. You, you brought up, um, you know, different like buyers agents that do investments and development sites. What other sort of buyers agents are there? Just those two? Or? Oh, I've met one who finds executive housing for people, so really top end housing. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of a lot of people that are that are really wealthy and busy. You know, they might have very good businesses. They're quite wealthy. They don't 
they've got a better, better, better things to do with their time than running around looking at places. Mm. And they, they prefer, and they understand how it can work, uh, somebody looking for them. Uh, somebody, they don't necessarily want to do the negotiating either, and, and a good buyer's agent can negotiate uh, the price as well. Uh, you know, sometimes it's a bit of an arm wrestle between the buyer's agent and the agent. I mean, a good, a good real estate agent should represent the seller and try and get the best price. A good buyer's agent represents the buyer and just tries to get the best it's price. It's a bit of a seesaw juggle. Well, it's a, bit of an, it's a bit of a, uh, arm, arm wrestle. wrestle. Yeah, 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 I hear yeah, sometimes. And a good buyer's agent, in my opinion, should be able to negotiate their fees off. They should mm. be a good negotiator. They should go in hard, try and get the best deal for the buyer, mm. and enough to pay for their fees. Mm. Uh, because a lot of buyers don't have the negotiation skills or the courage, if you like, you know, to to mm. really go in hard. And like how um, um, we came up with this podcast because one of my clients was asking questions about it, and I thought, well, if some what, someone else is asking, there's other people asking. So how do you find a buyer's agent? Like, what's the best way to find one? Well, I mean. Our Google. Old, our, our old friend Google <laughs> could be a good start. No, yeah. seriously, that, that would probably be a good start if you didn't know any. Mm. If you just – I'll, I'll tell you what I have done once because I had a, uh, one of our mentoring students in Melbourne. They said, oh, I'd really like to find a buyer's agent. I, I don't know where to start. And I said, well, look, st- start, start at Google. And Google something like buyer's agents uh, or buyer's advocates because it was yeah, in Melbourne. Melbourne. Um, and then put development – development or the buyer's agent development sites mm. like it's basically a word search you know a phrase mm, search mm, mm, mm. and see what comes up mm. and what tends to come up uh buyer's agents in melbourne obviously uh but where uh development development sites those sorts of things come up uh and quite often they come up in the about us part of their website that's what i've noticed mm. and so within 25 minutes uh, we'd located five buyers agents in Melbourne who said in there about us on their own websites that they find development sites. Oh, right, okay. The so that was a start. I mean, yep. there's a lot more questions you'd ask the buyers agent, of course, uh, than, than that, but that, that can be a way of um, way of tracking them down. I, I have seen, actually, uh, that there's... You know how a, a finance broker finds you a good finance and mm. a building broker finds you a good builder? I actually found a buyers agent broker, broker. who supposedly finds you... Good buyers agents. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't know that until recently. Oh, actually, we I don't know how good they are. No, well, they are, because there are good and not so good buyers agents. Yeah, and, we had, and, we had, and buyers agents brokers, perhaps too. You know, we had that person contact us. So we have people join our Facebook groups, but often they just join it so they can sell their wares on <laughs> on our community. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you've ever grown your own social community. It's it's a big job, really. It's an expensive job. Oh, it can be expensive. You know, all the all the work you put into getting a community together, hmm. and yeah, and then they come along, and then they just they join your community, and then want to start, yeah, 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 want to soliciting start p- for posting all over your Facebook site. Yeah, I think I saw them post something last night somewhere else. I thought, <laughs> oh, someone else, someone else has let you in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so a it, funny old business. They uh, really, they, they mostly would have their own, um, obviously, websites, wouldn't they? Well, I'd like to think that they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's important that a buyer's agent be professional, but perception is important, as we know. Mm. Uh, and Like you said, there's cowboys in every industry. Yeah, so let, I'd, I'd want to see a presence. I want to see a website. I want to see them on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, a professional yeah. presence. Mm. Yeah. And so once you find one, Bob, um, and I, you, you've, you've used them quite a bit, haven't you? You're a buyer. Well, I do. I, yeah. Look, I, I've met people, strangely enough, who say, oh, I'm not going to pay a, 
anybody to find me a site mm. uh, because they're used to selling stuff uh, where they just sell it and the agent sort of puts their clip out of the settlement funds. You almost don't sort of feel it. Mm. Uh, and they're saying, oh, no, I should be able to just buy one without paying anybody. You know, I'll, I'll find a real estate agent that's got a site and the, and the seller's paying the real estate agent. I don't have to. Mm. It's a bit of a closed mind, really, mm. uh, because a buyer's agent, well, besides saving you a lot of time, uh, would generally have a lot more connections than the average person. Mm. They'd also be good negotiators and they'll probably end up getting it at a better price than the average person as well. I actually remember um, also we've got another person in our mentoring group and we, you were talking about it on the uh, on our live Q&A and you said, we talked about getting buyer's agent. She went and, went and got one and yeah. had a site within two weeks. Oh, that was Sonia. No, that was actually Kaz. Oh, Kaz. And actually, well, there's so, two. I, there's two. I'm, I'm thinking of someone else. And so as well. did um, another couple just recently mm-hmm, got one mm-hmm. in Victoria, and they were looking for a while, struggling. And I said, "Look, why don't you just hire a buyer's agent?" Yep. And within they were within two weeks. It's best advice you gave them. Yeah, they, they spend a lot of time looking. Yeah, you do. And spend not it. buying. You can. Yeah. yeah, it does speed up the process. And I suppose that sort of leads us to, you know, we've you've found one. Maybe mm. you've asked for recommendations. Maybe somebody's referred them. Mm. But but what are the best questions that you believe somebody should ask a buyer's agent, and why? One of the first questions I'd ask is, no, not how much do you charge. That, oh, that's what people always do. Oh, I know. Price is what the, what you pay, values what you get. Yeah, I'd like to know. For, well, how long have they been a buyer's agent? Mm. Because there's been some buyer's agent courses pushed out in the marketplace in recent times, like learn how to be a buyer's agent mm. where you pay a certain amount of money and, you know, they tell you how wonderful it is. But but so as a result, there's probably a lot of people who aren't experienced mm. that recently have become buyer's agent because they've basically been sold sold into it. So, um, and so I'd like to think – I'd like to see a buyer's agent with minimum five years Experience. The reason for that is if they've been a buyer's agent for five years and mm. they're still going, they, they must be doing something right. Yes. You know? That whole uh, business is closed oh, down would, the first three yeah, years. And, yeah. yeah. They wouldn't have lasted. So uh, mm. that doesn't mean somebody who started recently isn't any good. No, especially if they've come from a salesy background mm. because they've, they've probably got really good communication skills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you see that. I, I know some buyer's agents who are like 20 years as real estate agents and, mm. and have come across to be buyer's agents. Well, you know, they don't need to have five years' experience no. as a buyer's agent. You know, they've got 20, 20 years the other way. But um, but I'd like to know that because, to me, that's important. Mm. Somebody who doesn't necessarily have a property background or a real estate background who suddenly becomes a buyer's agent, uh, you know, in the last 12 months, well, I you know, I, I don't know if they're good enough yet, mm. you know. Uh, you like a bit of a track record almost. I like a track record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose one of the other things is make sure they're licensed. Mm. Like, like we said before, each state has its own licensing regime. Is it, uh, is it different levels of education as well to get that license? Yeah. Are they are yeah, some harder than others? Are some states oh, more difficult? I think there, there's a lot of um, conformity between the states now, mm. even on real estate agents' licences. Um, there's a lot of commonality, but, um, but yeah, I mean, make sure they're licensed. That, mm. that's, a, that's a good thing. I mean, qualifications, I guess, but, I, like, that doesn't necessarily... Uh, count. I mean, they might they might have qualifications, some sort of property qualifications, other than having studied for their license. I don't see that as a biggie. I mean, I've got no qualifications as a you know property developer. I've got no degrees in land economics or property development or anything. So you, you've done all right, Paul. I've done all right. You, with you know, it. you know your stuff. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, there is uh, there's memberships out there for buyers agents. Mm. River. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's right. R E double B A. That one, yeah. Real Estate Buyers Association. Real Estate Buyers Agents Association of Australia or something. Yes. Yeah. But look, I don't know how strong that is. I mean, if you're talking about real estate agents and they're members of the Real Estate Institute of, you know, Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, whatever it is. Safe as house. I mean, that's good. I mean, those organisations have been around a long, long time. They're pretty solid. But organisations representing buyers agents I think are fairly new so I, mm. I don't know what strength there is in in you know being a member of that I don't know I just don't have an opinion on it and then I suppose the other question is do they specialize in development sites if that's what you're looking for yeah exactly very right. early very early question yeah. to ask and the list of questions question number yeah. two yeah yeah because <laughs> we we don't want to get down the track uh, talking to someone who just finds investment properties so that's important mm. uh, I like the idea that they do specialise in that. And, and there are, you know, I know some buyers agents all day, every day, just deal in development sites. And mm, mm. That, that's the ones we want. Mm. They're the ones we want to talk to. Yeah. You used to be on a few buyers agents list, didn't you? They'd oh, I still send, am. And they send you through what's mm. coming up right now. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be selective. Mm. I mean, yeah, there's all sorts of buyers agents. Mm. So there's some buyers agents, even though they're doing development sites, they don't necessarily know a lot about development, mm. particularly in in the areas of due diligence and, and feasibilities, the numbers, you know. Not that I really need them to, in a way. I mean, I've seen agents and even some buyers agents uh, come up with a property and then do a feas- uh, you know, full feasibility as a development, and, and sometimes it's shocking, you know, like they just yeah. haven't got a clue. Mm. But but that's okay. Don't rely on that. Mm. I mean, do your own due diligence. You always say that, though. That's well, just, just due diligence is always your yeah. own responsibility. And, yeah, and you'll give them parameters. Mm. I mean, it could be a location that you want one. It could be, you know, if it's in this suburb, uh, I'm looking for a duplex site. And I'd, I'd, I won't pay. I don't want to pay more than one point one million, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, that could that could be some some pretty basic parameters around what we want. You know, what I want them to look for. That leads me to a question, Bob. Do do uh, buyers agents have their own particular area, or do they work in varied areas? Yeah, good question. Uh, and, and that's certainly a question to ask. Yes. Do you have a particular locality that you specialise in? Or you're in? quite spread out. Yeah. Because more spread out is great for investing, but I think mm. not so good for people looking for development sites. Yeah. Well, most – well, not all – look, some do specialise in maybe just a few suburbs, mm. uh, a few sort of hot suburbs. But if you've got buyers agents who are well-connected, as I said before, to people like architects and town planners, you know, engineers, those sorts of people uh, that can come up with off-market so – they could be anywhere, mm. you know, yep. uh, and in which case, you know, that's fine. Um, look, at the end of the day, like, give me a deal that stacks up. Mm. I might have my preference as far as locations go, but but if a if a buyer's agent comes up uh, with with a property, you know, five suburb, five <laughs> suburbs away, but it really stacks You're up. You'll be there. I'll be there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as the due diligence stacks up, as long as the numbers stack up, for sure. Yeah. And then what about fees? I when I th- there's such a variance on yeah. the way buyers agents structure their fees. So what is the more normal way of, of structure, do well, you know? often it's a percentage, mm-hmm. and I'm not a lover of percentages, you know, o- no. on anything. Like no. if an architect wants to charge me a percentage, he won't. Mm. I want flat rates, I want fees, I want to understand the dollars. But look, if you're talking a percentage, it's often sort of in the range of 2 to 3%, 2 to 2.5% of the sale price. 
you know, on, on a percentage. Um, but although some some work on a flat rate, you know, X dollars, whether it's fifteen thousand or eighteen thousand, whatever it is, that'll, uh, you know, not so much a percentage. If you think about it, uh, let's let's just say a four townhouse site in one suburb uh, sells for eight hundred thousand. And let's say a more upmarket suburb, a four townhouse site sells for 1.6. So that's double the price. Mm, they get double and the And so if you've got a percentage, it's double the money, but it's not double the work. No. So some, some of them therefore find a happy medium. Uh, you, you know, they might say, look, 2.5% or, you know, $18,000, whichever is the less, mm. lesser, you know, and they do it like that. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer that. Yeah. Uh, I don't just want it open in because I because I know <laughs> percentages when you get up in the higher values mm. uh, works against you as a as a purchaser. And I do know that some buyers agents have a sign on fee. Is that hmm. standard? Pretty much in these days, uh, often called a mandate fee. Mm-hmm. I mean, some commercial finance brokers do that too. You know, mm. when you engage them to to get you a good finance deal, it's a mandate fee. But yeah, buyers agents. And as of today, so we're talking February 2022, what, what is an average that you've heard mostly that people oh, are paying? I don't it this. could be 20 to, well, once again, here we go with the percentages. Um, let's, let's just say, I'll go back to the hypothetical I did before with somebody who would be 2.5% or 18,000, mm. let's say. Well, it, yeah, 20, 25%. So that could be, you know, three, you know, four thousand, three and a half, four thousand, somewhere in that range. Uh, you know, a f- twenty to twenty-five percent of what the likely uh, commission's going to be. Some people get funny about that. Um, why should I pay a buyer's agent some money up front? I'll, I'll pay them when they bring me a deal, and uh, that, that's okay. You, you know, you can welcome to your opinion. But the thing is here that when you engage a buyer's agent, you, you're giving them a job to go and do so you put parameters about it you might you know it might be two suburbs you're prepared to buy in it might be certain price range a certain type of development it could be a small subdivision it could be townhouse could even be apartments you know whatever it is so you're giving them a whole range of parameters they then have to go out there and start uh, you know, contacting their contacts uh, sourcing they're sourcing, sourcing. they've got yeah. a source and, and as stuff comes in um, they might be culling some of the silly stuff and, mm. you know, the rubbish, the overpriced. They're, they're doing quite a bit of work before they actually come up with a property that they think is a good one to mm. present to you. And what can happen if they don't get the mandate fee? They put a lot of work in. They arrive with a deal and somebody says, oh, I bought one yesterday from from a real estate agent or from someone else or, like, I've, changed, oh, bless you. or I've changed bless? my mind or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and then they've done all that work with no return. Yeah. And these these people are professionals. Yes. You know, they, they deserve to be paid for their efforts. Mm. You can tell we're a bit pro, aren't we? Very pro buyer's agents. Yeah. And look, I, look I probably only use buyer's agents maybe 15% of all the deals I've, I've bought in my whole life. Mm. So it's not like I'm like out there doing it all the time. But, no. but I do understand a, what a good buyer's agent can do and mm. the benefits. Uh, when, Bob, yeah. When does a buyer's agent get paid? Well, if it's one of those mandate fees that you mentioned uh, before, that would be at the engage- time of engagement. Mm-hmm. And there'd be, you know, paperwork. I sometimes call it a sign-on fee. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like sports, you know, sometimes you, when a club gets somebody over, they pay a sign-on fee. But mm. um, uh, So that would be up front. 
but they'd pay the balance. Well, normally on settlement of the site, although if you think of it sometimes, a different arrangement might need to be made because they could find a development site for, for somebody, for a developer, mm. uh, where a long settlement has been negotiated. It could be subject to getting a development approval. Mm. It, it could be... And there are long settlements. It's very oh, common. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, and so, you know, if, if we're subject to getting development permit, it might be a bigger sort of, de- you know, development mm. to, to do that. Uh, it, and it could take 12 months to get it. And so if, you, if they get paid at settlement, they could be waiting, you know, anything from 12 months to three years on a big deal, uh, so, which isn't really fair. So in that case, they might be looking at getting their fee earlier. Mm. Remember, unlike a real estate agent, it doesn't come out of the settlement fund, so you have to pay for it out of your pocket. It just means that you pay for it when the deal's got maybe gone, un- well, not necessarily unconditional, when the contract's signed, you know, depending. Mm. Most of the time, though, when you've got, you know, quicker settlements, it, it would be at the time of settlement they get the balance of their funds. Mm. And I think we've, we've done quite a good summary there on buyers' agents. Yeah, Have I we missed so. anything out? Oh, I don't know, but you know, maybe what? Maybe a tip or two, perhaps. You know, when you're going out there looking for buyers agents, I'd be. I mean, I said I'd I'd be looking for somebody who's been around doing it for a while. Uh, I'd be wanting to have some referrals from Mm. uh, a number of people whom they bought sites for. Check out the Google reviews Uh, and and recently, (laughs) yeah. Well, there's another one. We're big on Google. You're always doing that, hey. Yes. Like we never go to a restaurant that we haven't been to before without you going through the reviews. Yeah, just check. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, just just a bit of due diligence on them, check them out. Because if they come as a referral uh, from somebody you trust. Then and they've had a very good experience. That's, that's a then you're good likely referral. to get a good experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah should be. Mm. Um, all right. Well, I think that's a a, a great uh, everything you need to know about buyers agents. Well, it's not everything. Well, it's close. It's close. <laughs> Every, most things you need to know about about buyers agents podcast. Have you got anything else coming up, Bob? Whereabouts? What do you mean? I don't know. Just think we need to oh. let, let people know. We've got a one day event coming up in Brisbane soon. Actually. Oh well. Yeah. So yeah. We're going to throw. No. I'm, it's not quite a party, but, um, you know, I, I'm breaking out. We're breaking out, aren't we? We're, we're breaking out. We're going to have... Uh, Saturday the 2nd of April, I think it is. Yeah, just a Mark big, your calendar. What is it? What is we, it? We haven't decided. Up, it's a something. It's we, haven't, a, we haven't given it a name. Haven't given it enough name. Just anybody that loves property development and wants to come along and... Yeah, maybe even investing if you're interested. Well, maybe investing not. as well, yeah. Anyway, I think time we signed off. Okay. Great. Interesting. Thanks for your insights, Bob. Thanks for the invitation to come and speak. Ah, great. (laughs) And we will catch you next week. We shall do.